0: When we talk about magic and spirituality in the occult, we often speak of the power of the spoken word. And I know in most spiritual communities and spiritual circles, we speak of affirmations, blessings, words of power. And within the occult, we also speak of such things, but there's also another more forbidden subject to be discussed and that's curses and hexes now be warned in this episode we're going to talk very deeply about what a curse what a hex is and try and break it down we're not promoting in any way harming anyone we're simply just diving into the topic and trying to figure out what it is discussing it another thing to note is that this is a very controversial subject and not everyone will be willing to agree with it even if one goes on on certain you know forums and facebook groups even some occult groups it's hard to talk about baneful magic curses and hexes but another thing that gets overlooked quite often is the fact that just about everyone alive that can speak has actually used a curse in her life at least or at least once or twice because of the power of the mind and spoken word. So anyway, we're going to discuss that today and break it down. And hopefully you can get something really good out of it. Enjoy. What's going on everybody it's roderick z but you can call me bodie because that's the name i prefer anyway <clears throat> it's been a little bit of a while i apologize for the gap in between you know episodes and everything but i have andrea vitimus here who is joining me and he hasn't been here in a while so what's up how you doing
1: i'm doing okay i, I feel yeah well i haven't been here in a while even though we're talking about all these projects we're going to work on together. So it's you know it is what it is. It is what uh, it is. Life exactly. just kind of gets confusing. How's your apocalypse yes. going? By the way, is your apocalypse going well
0: so far? I think my apocalypse is going okay. Yeah, it's um, it's like a comedy film. My life. I was thinking
1: and... I've been listening on to "It's the End of the World" and I feel fine on repeat. So your audience knows. I could joke about it, but I'm actually Ukrainian, so it kind of pisses me off what's going on. Oh, <laughs> but-
0: okay. I see. I see. Well, but- that, well, that makes some sense. So solidarity with people in Ukraine out there. Uh, I know at the time of this recording, right now being March 10th, 2022, there is a skirmish happening in, the, in Ukraine, and I won't get into politics because I fucking hate discussing politics. Oh, man, I hate discussing it, but... I'm probably going to be skirting a little bit of that today because today's episode... I don't
1: think so. I don't think so. I think the politics that we're going to get hate mail over is some of the implications of what what we're probably going to talk about and the fact that people won't like it, especially people who are uh, comfortable Mm -hmm. uh, and privileged in a way that maybe they've never been homeless or otherwise had to fight with their backs against the wall um because what are we going to talk about today
0: Bodie? we're going to talk about curses and hexes on all levels we're not just going to talk about you know basically what a curse is or what a hex is we're going to talk about it we're going to peel the onion peel the layers and just explore what you know basically what curses are because i think a lot of people have there's a lot of misconceptions on what hexing is, what baneful magic is, and what a lot of people don't realize is that they're they're either being cursed right now or they are act uh, actively subconsciously sending baneful energy to people without really knowing it. A lot of people are. I would say like most most of the population's doing that without really realizing um, it. So that's that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah.
1: And, and plus that like I want to say from the start I know a lot of listeners will disagree with this, but our ancestors were were wild, and magic wasn't safe, right? And they threw curses, a lot more than we do in the modern times. Like, invade your village, you can guarantee the shaman is going to throw curses. If you look at hoodoo work, and somebody is trying to take your job or hurt your family, I guarantee you go in the south 200 years ago they throw curses like mm-hmm. it's sort of like this wild primal aspect of witch and sorcerer has been taken away in the more modern times like replaced in the same way as victorian fairies or little tinkerbells that's not at all what the fairies were before that time but that's the modern image of the witch and the sorcerer and the wizard uh you know it's not that certain philosophies kind of like, and thou harm's numb, was never part of witchcraft. Like witches would do whatever they had to do to defend their families across every country in the world at any time. And it's only recently we say, yeah, there's all these tools that are out there and you can only use half of them.
0: So basically what you're saying is that uh, our ancestors didn't have ethical structures. They didn't have like a, a Bible of ethics when it came to doing rituals.
1: Well, it's funny that you'd say the Bible, because that's mm-hmm. where some of this comes from. Although mm-hmm. that's even uniquely, I think, a misnomer. And I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But certainly our ancestors had ethical codes, right? They, they lived by ethical codes. The ethical codes just didn't involve uh, allowing anyone to do anything to you at any time. And having no recompense to do stuff. The gods were primal and vicious. They would, I mean, look at any ancestral paradigm from Europe, from Africa, from China, anywhere, India, all of these have gods of warrior gods and gods for vengeance and gods to spirits to literally protect your family or otherwise remove enemies. Right. It's only in the recent times that uh, the idea of this is being taboo. It's not. Well, we're getting past the point in history, probably, um, that those kind of rules even make sense anymore. We're kind of getting to the point now where more and more people are struggling. Mm Mm-hmm. More and so, more people are going to have to use any methods they have available to them if they're magical practitioners. Like the time of us not baring our teeth is over. Like essentially, that's not. To so say you s- curse people all the time, by the way. I, I don't <laughs> think that way. So.
0: Yeah, if anybody um, is out there listening that is under the age of twenty-one, we we are not trying to inspire you to just go out and just throw all kinds of magic and en- energy around on people to be baneful for the sake of just being powerful because you want to be like a skyrim character or something like that you know it's not what right we're saying. that's
1: stupid and it'll it'll get i mean this is the thing about actually doing curses that will and that will end up badly real fast mm-hmm. you know because it comes from a position of not balance it comes from a position of ego aggrandizement and eventually, that all collapses. It collapses fast, and that's what people think. That people only do curses out of ego aggrandizement. That's not true for really practitioner, really kind of uh, magicians who are hardened or seasoned, or they, they got through that phase of, you know, I'm going to be uh, a quote unquote you know, dick about things. You know, they get past that. Everyone gets past that phase, and then then what? Well, then when you you actually have the ability to throw curses, it's usually much more strategic or tactical, or there's a reason, or it's protection, or something else that you've reasonably thought about it. When people throw curses endlessly, it does muck with their energy. While I don't believe in the threefold law at all, it's never, out, it's never actually bared out in any kind of experimental research um, that I or the hundreds of magicians that I've worked with uh, ever see... Um, it does, if that's all you're doing, you're kind of missing the point that there's probably something you need to be doing some healing work or some other kind of work in your life to kind of fill that void. Uh, and it'll just kind of empty that void more. It doesn't fix anything inside your heart. So like people who do that are inevitably just going to get in trouble because they haven't fixed their hearts. They haven't, I mean... This is often a critique of the left-hand path, which I don't think is true. That, that that's what this is what people do. That's not at all what it's about. Uh, even Luciferianism isn't about this per se, but some people do that. They just do that, but it doesn't fix anything. In fact, you know, you might feel all powerful for like a week or a couple weeks. You might feel really good that you got your curse to actually hit and connect, and you might have the sloth and fodder of someone else's suffering, and that lasts about two weeks, like sugar. Then, then what happens? Well, then you need another fix. It just, it doesn't really help you build yourself up at all in any capacity. It's, uh, I mean, and you might not have any guilt at all about doing it, which that's that's one problem too, is that you may have guilt doing it. But if they don't, even then, it just kind of howls you out, right? If that's all you do, it doesn't make you feel more powerful. I mean, at first it does, but it's like, and then what?
0: Right, right. But what is it about the threefold law, though, that is not natural? Like, what is it about that? Because, like, whenever I hear the term threefold law, the first thing I think of is I think of dogma. I think of uh, it was probably passed uh, as a way of keeping the coven on the same page. You know, like maybe perhaps the first Wiccan coven might have used it like that.
1: I don't think so. I think it was a political decision. And okay. When Wicca comes out is like the 70s, right after the 60s. And the threefold, there was never, this threefold law was never part of witchcraft. People say that that is, has not studied witchcraft, actually. European witchcraft, Slavic witchcraft, Chinese witchcraft, none of it. It's just not there. Um, and the idea is you're coming out of the 70s and, um, and you, you're just past the 60s and Alistair Crowley's uh, kind of Antipade and Anton LaVey and there's all this badness. And I think what they realized really early on is uh, this is a political decision to kind of uh, kowtow to the Christian majority. Like, to make it look like, see, we're not really dangerous. This is just another spiritual path uh, and it's okay. And, you know, it's we're okay. Everyone's okay. And that decision um, kind of trying to, and if anyone knows, there's still religious persecution in this, even the United States. Like I live in Canada now um, and I, it's a lot, to me, it's a lot better, but in various States, I know people have lost their children because they're pagan. So this isn't like it's an issue that just went away. And then the eighties, you had the red scare, you know, the demon, Mm -hmm. everyone's a devil worshipper scare when these people weren't devil worshippers. By the way, the FBI never found any evidence whatsoever (laughs) of that happening in the 80s. Um, And usually when there is something like this happens, there's also mental illnesses. And nobody who's ever found any evidence when there's not been a mental illness involved. Like, to the point that people can't be charged with their crime because they could successfully make an insanity defense. So, Uh, it's kind of like people have lost a lot people. So this was an attempt to sort of get a natural spirituality going and put kind of put this, these guide rails on it for political reasons to basically say, Hey, we're not, we're not bad. Witches aren't bad, you know, and that's carried through to now. Uh, Witches aren't bad. Uh, Witches, witches don't do this. So that's, getting broken down more I think now because people are like because it, people have no longer have the choice uh, to be kind of that privileged or to have their magic not work they, they have to get their magic working now because we're in a state of existence where there's a lot more chaos um, but it was I think a very political decision to kind of be able to constantly say that and then present that as a natural-born uh, philosophy, but it's heavily influenced by Christian thought. When you look at actual pagan philosophies, let's be honest, nature is vicious, and the pagan philosophies had gods and spirits that were vicious and beneficial mm-hmm. because there's not this distinction. Those two things are all part of nature, um, and ancient sorcerers and of every culture would use good, bad, ugly, pretty, you know, these distinctions, they didn't, they used whatever tools they could use and not really put that kind of label on it. Um, and this became really popular, you know, even when they tried to represent it in the media, you know, the idea that witches and sorcerers were benign and anytime you do bad, uh, it'll come back threefold. You keeps getting propagated. Now, there is a point at which it can't come back at you, but not for the reasons people think. And... Uh, not for the not three times, generally speaking, but the people who believe that guess what happens? The universe confirms that they're right, it comes back threefold.
0: But anyone who doesn't
1: believe that pretty much has no consequence, they do have a consequence, but not necessarily a negative consequence of doing curse work. But why? But why three, you know. I don't know actually but i think it has to do uh just again back to the christian underpinnings right the core of yeah. christian beliefs has the threefold spirit jesus the holy spirit like and god the father the trinity right yeah. so it come, i think it comes back to that but there could be other reasons i've never actually investigated that but i suspect it's that it's that influence um and the triple goddess, which you have, uh, big parts in the uh, the whole current. That's not to say it's bad, right? Right. That's not to say I'm not ripping on Wicca. I just think this particular belief is one that is counterproductive.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I was just kind of curious because uh, it's three. Three sounds more intense than saying one or even two. So if somebody wants to plant a curse. Or um, you know, go out and do a hex, and they're warned don't do it because you'll have it. Um, I, I I don't I had I never memorized that part of the wicked. It'll movie, reflect but, you know,
1: three times back at you. You'll get three times you back. Out, yeah, it, you'll get three times back.
0: No, it's right. often it's stated not, it intense.
1: Right. It's not also. It's often stated that that's true with the positive side of things. That okay. if you put good out there, you'll get three times back as two, as well. Now. That is called the Just World Hypothesis, which is a yeah. DSM-6 mental illness. Uh, that's not to say that belief isn't useful, but that actually is that the the world will adjust itself uh, is the foundation of that belief. That you don't need to take care of it because Mommy Goddess will take care of it or Daddy Goddess right. will take care of it. It's just that's very much in line with what it is. They will take care of it. You no know, one a lot of times when you hear people talk about this, they actually will carry that down to magic itself. Well, the same attitude applies to magic itself. Yes, we do the seasonal ceremonies, but we're not doing actual magic for stuff because it's too dangerous. Right? So this is fear. There's a a level of fear that is ingratiated with that. Instead, maybe I'm going to make the case today to be wild and primal and fierce. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe not totally make the case, but there's a reason to be fierce, not fierce in a dumb way either. I mean, but fierce, mm-hmm. megalomaniacal in the KFMD, KM, I can't even say it, but anyway,
0: <laughs> you know, be a menace well, to society, be- right? Yeah, and, and, and as you're saying, like, uh, being fierce, what I'm thinking of, because uh, that's been on my mind a lot lately, even though I have not recorded in like, a, you know, two and a half weeks now or so, but um, maybe a day or two longer, but anyway. Uh, I've been thinking about the primal element, the primal energy that we have innate in us. We've been spending a lot more time in nature and confirming to what you said earlier, nature itself is very primal. Despite what some new age kind of spiritual people say, uh, nature is pretty fucking like primal. You know, we have predators out there, we have prey. And then we have... um, Chaos, you know, but chaos. I don't think is. I don't think chaos is chaos magic for anybody out there listening that may not be familiar with chaos magic. Does not necessarily mean um, the bad stuff, but I always they always interpret chaos magic as, excuse me, getting into the chaos, the 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 primal substance of of creation, basically, and like working from that, you know, right. Which if you're getting to
1: that level of Primal substance of creation, or if you're a Buddhist, you could talk about the void. If you're talking Taoist, yes. you could talk about the Tao. Uh, any number of religions have this undifferentiated state that, you, if you could pull from, you can create any reality you want, and the rules will not apply, or the rules that you currently think will not apply. A- and that's sort of a good way to think. One way to think of chaos magic. So people who are there's no agreed way to think about that. Mm-hmm. uh a uh, chaos magic at all but that's one way to think about it the undifferentiated state the fact you can touch that in undifferentiated state means you can change the rules as you need to
0: need to yes yes i was bringing that up i wanted to highlight that really quickly because i think it's important as we dive deeper into the topic of hexing because when i, w- I would say even myself for many many you know many some several years i'll say and uh exploring occult topics and spiritual topics and things like that when when most people hear the word hex or curse it's automatically a negative it always goes to like either being like negative as as in the opposite of positive or uh bad as opposed to good and there's all kinds of quotes floating around in the internet you know as well as uh, any number of books that says things like um, don't seek revenge. Uh, send love to your enemies. Jesus was uh, yeah. a, a Piscean symbol, you know, for compassion and things like that. So why curse? Uh, absolutely, you know? so wonder like, why? Why would we but our that? ancestors
1: why, why we... weren't Christian, and older witches and sorcerers and wizards weren't Christian. They didn't mm-hmm. have that. That that is literally a, the, the 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 Christian philosophy dipping down into. Uh, popular culture and our culture and affecting us. Now that said, if you're actually you're gonna follow the Christian path, it is a very difficult path to follow. And I guarantee most people don't follow it. So there, there's your hate mail snippet for the the no audience, I mean right?
0: I totally agree. I think that I think that at least not I would say at least I'm being very generous right now and I'm not picking on picking on anyone who, who claims to be Christian, but I would say that most Christians aren't actually real practicing christians i i I I would actually wager that most people from any religious school they're not what they profess to be most of them it's 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 like really difficult to be anything to be in in any kind of religion totally And, and, and embody that fully because most of us are not trained like the grand majority of us are not trained in how to properly use the mind to embody something, to embody what we want to manifest. So if somebody wants to be a Christian, now, like, oh, go ahead.
1: Now, I was going to say, yeah, I've known a couple Christians. I mean, actual Christians. One of my teachers. Same, was a same. Christian. Same with me. One of my yeah. spiritual teachers was a Christian. They would go out of the way to let anyone who needed live in their house. Uh, yes. They exactly. more or less took a vow of poverty, uh, just make sure they, they could do enough magic they were strong they could do enough magic to keep things afloat but nothing more than that you know they would when someone was trouble they're the first ones who would come there you know somebody would try to besmirch them or otherwise do stuff they would just turn ignore them and right right wish them
0: blessings yeah because you would i mean same same with me like i knew a woman who used to um she would bake bread in the winter actually pretty much all year around but in the winter time especially she would bake lots of bread, lots of lots of uh, you know, cook lots of food. She would uh, knit mittens and go out and play guitar and give like scarves and mittens and blankets and food all the time to people. And she just did this like by herself yeah. most of the time because she really believed yeah. in what she practiced. <laughs> but it's, right. I haven't and seen that, very and, much of that, and
1: that's that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but. If we look at it from a practical um, standpoint, right, there is an idea there, um, and and if you actually go outside of, I uh, mean, I hate to say it, out of sight of normative Christian, which mm-hmm. is overwhelmingly Protestant, and a certain demographic, uh, people are using the Psalms to throw curses all the time. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. Like, and they're using the Bible to throw curses and everything else all the time Um, because they're less, they have less, uh, they have more belief in first the actual spirituality of that, and second, that it's going to work. And then, second, uh, there's, from their point of view, it's more of a contention for survival. So, you know, you do what you got to do. The whole, we don't talk about it much, but the whole dichotomy between like, Anglo culture and everyone else in America is so vast, and I was trained by people who are generally either Eastern European, which again is not like Anglo culture generally speaking, or you know, by, you know, people who are African American or Chinese or, you know, and the whole attitude is so different, you know, like from Protestant realities. Protestant reality is this, we just kind of go to church and nothing's real at all, and I mean, I said it was Ukrainian, but it literally was raised in a Ukrainian church where the priest would come bless the windows, and bless the house, and spread holy water around the window seals and mirrors. What does that sound like?
0: Sounds like that doesn't sound magic.
1: (laughs) It sounds like magic protecting the windows and mirrors from evil spirits entering. Binding exactly, (laughs) right? Protecting the house by protecting the entryways. Like that's classic, that's mm-hmm. classic magical work for anyone who knows it. Like, so it's not that you're raised around the stuff in these other cultures that are clearly magical and clearly mm-hmm. not like you, you or Protestant, like where you just kind of sit and nothing's really yeah. real. It's, it's just, you try to live a moral life. No, everyone else believes the stuff works and is real and, and they are cursing people a lot more than you'd think.
0: <laughs> really? You know, I true. mean, I mean, there are things, there's a lot, there's curses in the Bible, like uh, examples of things, people being cursed as well. I think one of my favorite ones was uh, Elisha, not Elijah, but Elisha, when he was walking and um, there was like a, the story of some, te- I guess some kids or some teenagers or whatever, they were making fun of him for being bald and he cursed them because they're mocking him and then two hungry mother bears came out of nowhere just malting to pieces. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean read some of the oh. psalms. There's clearly <laughs> Yeah. You know, there's like Psalms like, you know I am pure in the eyes of the Lord, but my enemy does unjustly like attack me, oh Lord. Like
0: lots of I'm that, there's so it, much in like, the Bible.
1: <laughs> destroy yeah. my enemies, oh Lord. For, you know, it's there. It's there. And I mean, I don't mean to go to Christian routes, but there's a this right. anti-curse idea is particular to a certain demographic, and we have to acknowledge that. Like, it is not part of chinese culture it's not part of african-american culture it's not part of slavic cultures or people who are only a couple generations here um it's not part of hispanic catholic culture i could tell you that right it's part of one idea and that same group sort of has the same idea that uh they control the media spheres right and mm-hmm. so this is the narrative of what's going on but it's not what really goes on right curses are far more common than people realize uh, in those other communities people reach for curses almost right away when someone pisses them off it's true like i don't know anyone who knows stuff knows they kind of know enough to get a candle and read the psalm and think about their enemy it's people know you know?
0: What, and look I mean. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. I was gonna ask you, uh as far as Ukrainian Orthodox Christianity, what are some examples of curses that they would they that they would use? Or what kinds of curses well, would they we, use?
1: Well, there's stuff my family would do, but they wouldn't Christian wise it ask the saints for intercession. It's okay. not a curse then. Hmm. It's not a curse, even though you're wishing them harm. Okay, so what do you define as curse? Then, right? I mean, that's yeah, political. <laughs> like you're wishing them to go away. Uh, that's kind of uh, <laughs> you know, you're asking God to resolve the situation in your favor. Okay, mm-hmm. that's you know, that's not a curse, not at all. I mean, really, the word curse and uh, is is a political distinction. You are making a distinction on someone on the magic and saying, this is not acceptable. And essentially who is the arbiter of what is acceptable and what is not acceptable uh, is a hard one to determine, right? That gets back to our threefold law conversation. You know, you can ultimately say, well, the community does, or you could say the individual does. And depending on where you put that locus, probably is actually the real uh, division between the left and right hand path. Um, is whether you say the community can arbitrate magical ethics or the magician themselves are the only ones capable of arbitrating um, their own ethical fields. You know, obviously, you know, Nietzsche has the whole beyond good and evil. Magicians are pretty much beyond good and evil once they reach a certain point um, mm-hmm. because of the fact that they are aligned with their own will, which may in fact not look, may not look great to the outside world but it's aligned with their own soul
0: right 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 I totally agree with that so um, this whole idea this political idea of curses because like I kind of entertain the idea that whichever group of people that sort of uh, made this idea of you know thou shalt not curse or the threefold law. It's um, I feel like they were kind of wanting to keep some of the laws to themselves, some of the knowledge. I shouldn't say the laws because that's impossible. But some, it's you know, the elites. I'll I'll go ahead and call them the elites, whoever they are, whatever they are, wherever they're from, whatever culture they're from. It seems like they wanted to keep the knowledge to themselves. You know, like like let's uh let like uh I know the idea in witchcraft and British witchcraft. Or they have a degree, a degree structure. If I'm not mistaken, the uh, wicked, they have like a so like the higher degrees you go, the more you're gonna learn, the more you're gonna learn how to manipulate reality, the more you're gonna learn about reality. Period. The more you learn about yourself, the magic, all that kind of stuff. And people at the bottom tiers don't know th- that knowledge. And I think that mainstream society is not much different, for the most part. Uh, you know, so cert- hmm?
1: probably not. I mean, but I mean, most people. The truth is is that if most people were willy nilly throwing curses around, first of all, most people's magic doesn't do anything. Let's be honest. They don't have the skill, they haven't put the time in. Magic kind of is a brutal, like hard stone that, mm-hmm. you know, it, it grinds you up continuously right. and you have to keep. I mean, I, it sounds horrible, like versus the Hollywood version of what people think You're is right magic though. or. But it, for anyone who's a real right. mag- magician, like it's not easy. Like it's easy no. in the methods could be much easier than the books make it seem, but the process is not ever easy, right? It's it's a continual mm. set of transformations, examinations. It is hard work to get magic to actually work, right? Like it's it's not trivial. Like the techniques are really simple. Mm -hmm. for the most part, but actually getting it to work means you have to be honest about so many things Mm -hmm. and honest about so many things that you're basically cursing yourself on like all the time. And you're not the one initiating some of those curses. And that's sort of what you're getting at. Like some of those initiations of those curses that got in your head, those little voices that tear you apart are Mm -hmm. literally coming from external advertising, media, you know other places where they continuously tear down your self-esteem, so you can't actually even think about making changes in your life to mm-hmm. make things better. Because it's it's like one way or another, you're going to work twelve hours and be too tired, twelve hours a day and be too tired to do that kind of stuff. Or you're in constant conflict for one reason or another. Or you can't. You're always comparing yourself to other people, and you can never get enough. Mm -hmm. You didn't make that, you didn't put that inside your own head. That was put there by the culture. The culture said, this is the way we should, this is the way you should exist. The more you have, the more valuable you are, you know? And what happens, right? People would never call that a curse, but it's the blackest of magic to tear somebody's soul apart in that way, you know? I agree. And really, and really like, that's what we're all dealing with. Like, we're in a world of curses, um, mm-hmm. different curses, like from these different places. You could look at it this way every inner voice that tears you apart is a curse, but no one would say that in such a simple way. Even the evil eye, what's that about? It's about envy, right. Mm-hmm. The evil eye is really about envy. And yes, because you're so envious, you can actually cause harm to someone else. Magically speaking, that's totally true. Do you know what other way you can cause real harm with someone? What's that? One asshole comment on Facebook could wreck somebody's mental health for weeks. And nobody calls that a curse. Does anyone really know how Facebook works? Because for all intents and purposes... If you don't actually know the internals and outternals of Facebook, it's magic for you. You just go on a magical screen, post that in, put your intention in a little box to get lulls at somebody else's expense, cause them pain, feel good about yourself. You know, we don't call that a curse, and yet it had a negative effect based on your intention. You have intention, emotion, and effect. How's that not magic? How's that openly a curse? Right? That's not to say like, I'm not so pro-curse. I'm not. But I believe it should be in every wizard's toolkit, and every witch's toolkit, and every saucer's toolkit. Uh, and I'll go into reasons why. Like, we are, you are going to have to probably increasingly defend yourself in non-linear ways. And that means mm-hmm. curse work. Like, you're going to have to defend, if somebody is at your work, right? First of all, I've already kind of described this, like, you're already been have these internal voices that are curse voices. You know, I could, uh, we'll go into the process of actually how curses usually work. 99.9% of the time, the 0.1% of the time means somebody can directly alter reality. And if you've pissed off a magician that can do that with that degree of power, you should apologize because they don't usually do spontaneously stupid stuff. And I'll, -hmm. I'll I'll say that too. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I'll say why I think that is in a little bit, but let's say, you know, somebody at your work talks shit. Like I mean, talk shit. You're so, you're gonna. Everyone's gonna say that's not a curse because they're just talking shit. Except you could get fired from that. You could lose your livelihood. Your family could be at risk only by them talking in ways that are false by spreading rumors, which by the way is banned by the Bible, right? Uh, but only by them spreading rule, spreading gossip to the right person strategically, you could actually lose your job. And more often than not, or lose a promotion, or get the sh- most shitty parts of your job because of what they're doing, because they want to get ahead. And yet, we don't call that a curse. That's not a curse. That's that's just, what do you call it? But again, I would argue, when we look at human behavior, that's actually what's going on. right? So if you choose not to do that, And to be more ethical than that, and actually do a dedicated magical act of curse work to stop some of that, who's in the wrong here? You're defending yourself against the social attack, you know, that could actually take you out. Or, you know, so, I mean, to me, it's kind of like, this is actually how humans are. And you can kind of be ethical about how to apply that and controlled. And you're still better than 99% of the people who would otherwise use whatever means they have at their disposal to get ahead. And I'm not saying to do that. I'm saying, you know, when you have to defend yourself and your family, what choices do you have but use every tool you have?
0: I was thinking about, um, I agree with you on that, but I was also thinking about how curses, Use um, they use deception a lot, like when we were we're, you and I were talking about before we were recording, a little bit about the media for a little bit. You know how we're kind of skirting around political subjects for a second, (laughs) but uh, I always think about it like this. I, I always think about it as there is a frequency coming through the television, coming through the smartphone, coming through the computer, going directly into someone's subconsciousness. And it is weighing heavily down on people. People are addicted to consuming a certain frequency. It seems like, yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, so uh, let's just take like a news story. Even the current news about Ukraine right now, there's like a frequency that just comes through that when it's being reported. You know, it's like if you ever noticed that the the uh, the news anchors when they're when they're doing a story like that they sound like they're in a state of emergency they don't they very seldomly sound like they're calm and kind of collected and relaxed when they're telling stories they're sort of like yeah yeah there's a well, hurricane coming around the corner and it just kind of makes that frequency I mean, thicker you
1: know but that's that's entertainment that's that's reality we don't pay attention to things that are pleasant psychologically speaking we pay attention to things that are more urgent so This is also why constantly outrage is used on every side to get attention because it works. It really works. But this gets into the what I was saying. Like this is not very different from you know, you know, constantly outrage posting to the black the budding black magician who kind of howls himself out uh, because they're endless doing cursing. Where's the building? The growing? Uh, the, the, the growth inside either in either case or it just the techniques are different. But in each case, the growth isn't there. Right. There's no there's no no growth. There's just a hollowing out of yourself to a possible negative emotion and or a neg- or an idea that isn't necessarily your own. And that's just that's what happens. Right, it takes great courage to actually not do that. So, like, even though I totally ripped on the th- the threefold law, right? It mm-hmm. takes a lot more courage to not do that all the time and act more mindful. Understanding maybe not because some cosmic boogeyman will beat you up if you happen to throw an actual magical curse, but actually think, you know, maybe I shouldn't rip this person on Facebook or. Maybe I shouldn't throw this curse because it just doesn't actually do anything except make me feel better um, mm-hmm. about aggrieved, about being aggrieved. That's what it is. It's like, you know, that's that's what we're talking about, like the sense of aggrievement, right? And feeding it and like thinking you can take strike out because you're aggrieved. But you know what? Any warrior with their salt knows you don't strike out because you're aggrieved. If you're a tactician, you strike out when you must, And that's what we're getting to. And in know, like, a lot of those cases, like, yeah, what are those people doing? They keep getting these kind of things thrown at them. And the media has to pump it up because what's going on? Like, well, you run a podcast, Roderick, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do interesting work. But if you want to get people's attention... And you want to actually grow? What does it actually take? We have to have some urgency there. We have to have some fire. We have to be like, yeah, you know, we have to be excited. right? Exciting about it, yeah, yeah, exciting, and it has to capture people's attention. Which maybe our discussion has, or other people will see how many hate mail messages you get. Uh, you know, <laughs> but yeah. but realize, yeah. like, uh, realize, like, you know, that's the game. Everyone has Mm -hmm. too much, too many things going on, and they're going to pay attention to most negative because it could directly impact their survival. So, it is all presented to get eyes on the screen, and you react better to negative emotions. Yeah, I guess you react stronger.
0: I I guess, I guess, where I was going with the two was like uh, I was saying that was I think that that's a part of the the magical act of cursing too. You know, like putting that emotion behind it, putting that that sound because sound is uh, a very powerful frequency. You know, vocalizing something.
1: I don't. You of- don't necessarily need to vocalize an actual curse, right? Depends on what your practice is and what, how you practice. I certainly can do perfectly silent curses, but there is. It depends on the person doing the curses. Mm-hmm. Um, some curses are just guttural anger, right, or fear or whatever, you are using emotional state. The problem, the actual practical problem with curses is that most people can't easily get out of that state. They think they can. They think they can just turn it off, but unless you're really trained at meditation, it's hard. Um, And instead, what you get caught up in is this loop, right? Like where you only think about how you fucked up that person. You fucked up mm-hmm. that person. You fucked up that person. You fucked up that person. And every little time, you're getting a little more angry like and happy, right? But that's not how you actually release the magic, right? That shit actually starts eating at you because you're like, okay, you're still angry about it. If you're still angry about it, it means you didn't believe the curse actually worked.
0: Ah, okay. okay. There we go. You worked against we the go. curse,
1: But in a purely magical sense, when you keep the person in mind, you still Mm -hmm. have a magical link to the person. So you could succeed in cursing them and causing misery on yourself.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: Just by that, because there's still a magical link. So unless you're willing to be like, yeah, I did the curse. So what? I'm done. That takes practice to be able to walk away from your anger, right? You you are doing what you have to do and then you walk away, like it's taken care of. So that, that gets back to what we were initially saying, too. That's a pra- that's a skill you have to practice. Uh, practical detachment, in a way. You have to be able to be like, okay, it got done, I'm done.
0: Well, that goes back to the, like, probably the, the most powerful element in doing magic, in casting, when one does magic, any kind of magic, and that's to learn how to embody what the person wants, what what a person wants the outcome to be, what a person wants to actually manifest. And a lot of people talk about manifesting and casting and how to do it. But that part seems to get overlooked a lot. And we were saying like walking away from one's anger, that right there is exactly what I'm talking about. You know, trying to embody what the person wants to, um, what what the person wants to become what they want the outcome to be you know um right and that's a now that's said
1: there's another school of curse work that
0: has no emotion whatsoever
1: and that's much more like an assassin it's just here's the magical intention there's no anger here i'm just doing what i have to do without any emotions whatsoever which if you actually study the history of meditation from japan and other places oh the yeah. real purpose of meditation is actually for the warriors to get enough auto body mechanics down that they would not think about what they're doing there's no um ill intent at all in the act of being a warrior at that point it's just pure uh pure strikes
0: and a martial arts yeah a, a lot of people forget about that yeah like with um so I'm glad that you that you mentioned that because I've hardly heard anybody outside of martial arts circles even mention what you're talking about. You know, uh, some of you may not remember. I've said it before in some other podcast episodes. Um, I have a Zen background, you know, and uh, when I before I got into magic, I got into Zen Zen, Zen teachings and Buddhism. And that's like the only other place that I've heard that. <laughs> That yeah, because zazen practice, which zazen, if you don't know, is the the art of sitting, the practice of sitting. Uh, it's very, very much focused on emptiness and the void. And a lot of the warriors in Japan use that to kind of numb themselves. <laughs> they weren't using it to to have to, to, to get bodhi. They were using it to do things, you know, to do their mission. Well, actually,
1: to- you're yeah, part of the reason is that. Your conscious thought is slower than your body reaction when you're trained. In a way, this is true with magical curses too, a certain style of curse work. If you are good at moving the pieces of fate around and have no emotion, it's just a matter of something you have to do, you're already getting past the, the desire of result that you want to hurt this person. It's not about that. Um, and I find myself actually, when I have to curse, often going this route, like, it's just not about hurting the other person. It's just a problem I'm trying to solve, and this person uh, will not be re- rehabilitated or they will not get out of the way. It's, it's just like, um, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's just kind of like at the same level of, okay, I have to go to work today or I have to go to the bathroom because this person is just in the way for some reason. And that's just how it is. That's a whole different mindset. But it goes in line with Zazen. It goes in line with what the purposes of those things are. Where you're... Once you're to the point at which you're no longer angry about it, you merely are adjusting the universe to take it out of your universe. Not, yep. not necessarily kill a person or hurt them. You're just removing them uh, from your personal universe. Maybe they move or something. Um, you know...
0: Now, some people, said, gonna some, it, so. hmm? some people are going to have a problem with
1: though. Some people are going to have a problem with that.
0: Yeah. I mean, some people are going to have a problem with it because when we talk about anything that's spiritually related, we often we hear about love, the big L word, love, <laughs> universal love, things like that. So And compassion.
1: And you know and what? Compassion. What does that actually mean? Compassion, if you look in the Webster's Dictionary, reads like pity, pity look it huh? up <laughs> read it everyone i suggest you read it right real compassion is the ability to listen and connect to somebody you disagree with their decisions but yet hmm. you can understand why they made it that's compassion right so real compassion is when confronted with say somebody in your family who's doing drugs to understand they are in pain and this is a perfectly acceptable, although ill-adapted way to mitigate the pain. Hmm. It's very challenging. Yeah. That doesn't quite sound like, Oh, I feel so bad for you. It sounds more like you're literally accepting that you could easily make some of the same decisions as them. And you can recognize that that is an ill-adapted, way to adapt but the impotence is to remove pain or do this other thing or something else that's real compassion and it's mm-hmm. hard um, really hard
0: yeah yeah I mean that's <laughs> I'm not gonna you know go ahead and boast about myself thinking that I can that I, I even have those kind of powers you know it's kind of difficult
1: uh, I, I mean I try to do that it's really hard I try yeah. to make a point of doing that um then again let's get back to the example there's multiple examples that kind of interjecting circles right like most people will not usually fight for themselves unless right they've really had a rough life right I mean like I I've been homeless at times I've been but as a magical being I bounce back from that crap and build myself anew but usually, that's a certain type of person who has those kind of life experiences But people will always fight for their families usually, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But again, you still have the component. Like what if someone is using that technique of poisoning everyone at your work against you because they want your job? Do you just take it right again? No. You, you could lose your livelihood, right? Your family could be in big trouble if that happens. And that's where I'm thinking that's not an angry curse at that point, right? Like, once you really think about it, it's rational to take magical action to stop that from happening. What if? So somebody would you was... call
0: that? Oh, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, what if somebody takes you to court for no reason? It's yeah. rational to protect yourself to remove that. You know, what that's if somebody goes on the Internet? Protection. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what if someone goes on the internet and continuously trashes you so you lose book sales? Now, some people would be like, so what? That happens. Mm -hmm. But does it, should it be something you should just turn the other cheek for? I don't think so. And maybe that'll that'll get me in a little trouble. But, I mean, realistically, there's that. Now, some people, like, you know, might take this idea of the curses a little bit further to be much more Machiavellian about it. And if it's in line with their greater will, as it were, or they're attuned with their own spirit and they're okay with it, it's tough to judge that for me. Um, like, yeah. who am I to judge their decisions? As long as it's not aimed at me, okay. You know, but if they are clearly growing in their own sense of self and spirit, who am I to judge? Like, mm-hmm. what they are doing? Um, again, compassion would dictate, well, I can look at their actions and see I might very well do the same things. And maybe that is the most adapted things to do. Right. I mean, this gets into, again, what I was saying, the the big gulf difference between, like, Protestant culture and everything else. You go down to conjure communities, they're going to basically curse people to remove them from the jobs they want openly just to get ahead, right? So, I mean, it just happens. I mean that's kind of like
0: hypocrisy. Well, I was going to say like that's to me that's the hypocrisy of a lot of the um, the sort of westernized kind of Christian ethics that we have, right? Like we have um, living in the United States, you live in Canada, I live in the U.S. We have this idea here collectively that. If you do something good for someone, I mean, I I used to live in the southern states before. I've told you that before. You know, I've lived in like North Carolina, Florida, places like that, been all over the south, you know, and a lot of people have these ideas that uh, they're just bred with these ideas that if you do something, if you you show compassion, it's a Christian thing, right? You're being a good Christian. Uh, I'm using that as an example because where I'm going with this is the fact that we have this view now, in, you know, in the United States, from all, um, like a long history, like what you were saying about the three foot law. Man, I'm trying to I'm fucking up right now. What I'm trying to say, <laughs> I'm trying to make this point here, because um, I'm going into like the whole. I was, where I was going with this is the collective idea is to be nice and turn the other cheek and don't do this, but yet we have a law written laws and those written laws often have curses implanted in them i think when you look at them
1: there's certainly penalties right right you know for even trivial acts i mean that's the thing this is part of the idea of curses are taboo because if you could actually get curses to work and you're doing what i'm saying i'm advising a rational like, don't go flying off a handle because it's not going to help you. But a rational thing, if you could get them to really work, that's so against the culture, and it would be so empowering. That what would happen? Like, you can't can't have that because basically it would go against the narrative that you have no control or no power. Um, and likewise, like one of the things you could do is curse your own weaknesses you know and get results so like it's not that a curse is always bad it's just entropic dark uh entropic magic or uh, uh, baleful magic or or basically you know destructive magic that isn't even always a curse one of my favorite curses to do honestly speaking is to summon an angel to give someone enlightenment
0: how is that a curse
1: Because the process of gaining enlightenment is nothing but pain. And if anyone who's not at the Mm. stage or reaching for that is forced to go through that, it means their whole life will self-destruct as they have painful realizations after painful realizations after painful experiences till they come to a point where they have some they gain some compassion for their other human beings or otherwise uh, can connect to other people. You don't just get there if you're supporting if you're completely like out of control with selfish behavior or you're not going to just become enlightened right? The universe has to shift to apply pressure to make that change. So summon an angel in this way, although it's not classically thought of as a curse like I'm not mincing words. I'm saying that curses, the label of curse is a political act. You know, if your intention is to do entropic work, that's that. Sure, in the end, maybe a person has a great spiritual awakening and they become a much better person. Other religions would say that's not a curse, but you certainly Mm -hmm. have caused them a lot of pain in the process. And I particularly use that example for that reason. Like, people pray for people all the time to see their point of view, right? Or people persuade people all the time to get them on their side, right? But that's going uh, yeah. against them forming their own will, right? Um, and if it if they were able to actually launch such a prayer with efficacy, which, by the way, we could have a whole show on what people are doing wrong with prayers and why they don't work, um, mm-hmm. and they could work, but if they could launch that prayer with efficacy to somebody to change, um, which people do, like think about the psychological damage that occurred. Now, let me give you an example, right? Just to go on the themes of the course, like, like the themes of the, what we're talking about so far. Like, let's say a Christian actually has the ability to make these prayers work out of anger. Mm-hmm. They, want their, they want their cousin's son to not be gay. So they pray for that. And they can actually cause the energy imprint, you know? And so maybe the person tries not to be gay and they just suffer endlessly because it affected them but we don't Mm -hmm. call that a curse do we but what does that sound like to me it sounds like a curse it sounds like a major curse and not a rational curse like i'm advising to me that's like a curse that actually causes pain without any rational benefit it's not protective it's not trying to even you know make a, a bigger move it's just a curse with no redeemable values. Now, maybe that's just my personal values. And, um, you know, that said, if their prayers actually worked and they actually believe their prayers, this is really within the probability, right? That negative energy, because we're not talking about, we haven't talked about the mechanics and and we should now. Like only 0.1% of curses are able to bend reality that heavily. And like I said, that's when I said if that 0.1% of curses, mm-hmm. if you are going against somebody who can actually bend reality, uh, which sometimes I think I can do that most of the time, maybe, um, you should apologize because you probably p- did something to piss them off, right? And usually they probably wouldn't bother otherwise. But really what curses are, is more like how the evil eye gets in. So someone prays, the they're thinking about the person intently, it gets in their system and kind of starts mulling about in their energy systems you know and in their subconscious mind from the energy changing the thought patterns and then it keeps keeps going and keeps going and keeps going until they make physical they do physical stuff that kind of brings about the curse their own actions usually more often than not cause them to be cursed but the original nation of the source maybe wasn't themselves 99% of curses work this way. Like uh in some capacity.
0: That makes sense. It makes a lot of sense actually. Yeah. What,
1: except for that 1% like I said or something that like you could actually for 1% start, which is very rare.
0: You cut but going back a little bit to what you were saying about um like like praying or or praying for someone's enlightenment. Or wishing for someone's enlightenment. To to I know you didn't say wishing, but um, you're kind of making me think of the ending of that movie, The 300, when King Leonidas is about to die and he looks at Aphiliates, who was the traitor, and he says, May you live a long life <laughs> before he dies. Like that's what he says. And back when I first saw that back in like 06 in the theater, I was like, Why do you say that? And then afterwards, it was like, Oh, Okay, now now I'm getting it, because um, Affiliates lived a very terrible life after that. Apparently, like in real life, like the, the true story of him was that he was branded a traitor and was like went went into hiding for a long time. So his life was like suffering until he died, until he was found, and you know you know what I mean. So that kind of makes a lot of sense. Like saying to an enemy, "May you have lo- uh, an enemy that traded," you know, that was a traitor no no less that's not a blessing wishing them a long life (laughs) you know
1: not in that culture i mean right because honor mattered right people pay attention that but a curse might not do anything in this kind of culture right because people have short memories and they don't know they don't know reputation doesn't mean much um you know outside of certain circles but then again reputation is another weapon in a way Used to use like a curse too. Like people are are, can be much more vicious, and they hide their things. People actually do curse work openly at all, at least admit it. They're way more honest people. They're generally telling you, "I have teeth, and I'm willing to use that. Please don't don't get in my way." You know, whereas other people go behind other people's backs. Um, Then again, like I said, like, there's so many things people are willing to do that really could have negative effects. Like, what about a love spell? No one thinks that's a curse, except, you know, if you are getting somebody who's not really into you, into you. What is that doing? It's breaking their will.
0: I often right? think that, that love spells are curses. <laughs> I often right. I need really to cut I you mean, off. I often think that 50% of love spells might just be curses because a person can be specific and want a certain person to come into their life, right? And if they do the the ritual powerful enough and it does come to fruition, they can break that person's relationship that they have with someone else. You know what i mean like stuff things like Which that can happen
1: possibly is a perfectly fine rich uh relationship and remember i kind of gave the subtle way this magic actually gets into people right it gets into you and you start circling around in there and actually then they start making decisions in line with that right so it's a slow decay and all of those decisions in the world start reflecting back to you so maybe you fight with your wife more often because somebody put this love curse on you, right? You start fighting mm-hmm. with your life more often. You start fighting with your wife more often, right? And then it keeps going downhill. You don't know where that initiated from because it's this original curse energy, and all of a sudden you're breaking up with your your partner, right? And mm-hmm. there, there's this... I mean, I'm using the guy because I'm a guy example, but there's the savior maiden who's your rebound and heals your broken heart, right? I mean, right does that... Right seems so benign to me it doesn't you know but then again i'm openly saying okay fine if you want to do that and you can live with yourself fine but that's the negative aspects of venus and love people are willing to do that but they're not willing to say this guy at work or this woman at work or whoever Mm -hmm. it is at work is causing these issues or my landlord is is not fixing the rats and the not, it's not getting the heat working, right? Like, I could get sick from this, you know, mm-hmm. and you're not going to take action in there because it's morally repulsive to bind your landlord to do what the law tells them they should have to do, right? That's outside the bounds of what's what you're willing to do. But in the same token, people are willing to do this kind of thing, right? So I'm all for a rational kind of kind of rational spell work that makes sense within your goals but it's like the word itself is is. it goes back to, not to modern you know back and forth politics but it's a political act to define something as a curse it's a cultural act to say what is and is not a curse it, it defines more about you than it than anything else
0: so so break this down for a little bit for the listeners so what is the difference between a curse and a blessing because it seems like you, you, we've been having this conversation for a little while now and we've kind of touched on like a like a yin and yang element of the, of the two like you can you can like say something and cloak it in something sweet may you have long life may you be enlightened and that could be a curse you know, and it's almost like uh, the same thing can happen for prayer. You know, you can pray for someone to well, have you, like uh, chaos. You and... lived in the
1: South, right?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Bless bless your, bless your sweetheart. What is that? It's
0: supposed to be a blessing, right?
1: <laughs> Isn't but... it? But it's an insult. Hmm.
0: Right? Yes, yes.
1: Right? In a way, it's a curse. Hmm. Um, okay it's like the enlightenment curse like a mini enlightenment curse yeah again like where does something become a blessing and curse is a lot 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 less clear right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this is why when you get into philosophers like nietzsche who are like you know you have to have the you have to be beyond the good and evil because the definitions of good and evil are mostly societally defined, and these can be micro to societies like your your society of friends, or cultures, or your face group group of friends. Right? It doesn't have to be an overriding society decision, but it really more reflects who you have around you, unless you really have done the work to resist all that and say, no, this is my ethical code, um, and really realistically understand that all magic has. Well, first, like I said, unless you're really focusing on the fundamentals and you're doing the hard work, the meditation work, and all the other stuff that we talk about, like in hands on Chaos Magic, and you get to a point where you can actually get this to work, it's probably not going to work, right? But in the cases that it does, it's like it's a fine line. What you de- define as a curse is really solely probably two people out of five, we would call something a curse, and three wouldn't. And everyone would have a different definition. In fact, I would rather retire the whole word, right? Because what's the point? Like, yes, some actions are destructive, but that's not necessarily curse work either, right? Hmm. If I have a friend who's got cancer and I do destructive magic on the cancer cells, is that a curse? No. Technically, some people would say yes but actually no because my main intention really is not to cause a person harm although I have to cause the person harm in a mm-hmm. way to actually like keep them right. okay help them heal. Yeah. right likewise um, you know and a couple people I, I know about COVID that were close to dying you know if I'm attacking COVID inside their system it's the same kind of thing like trying to mitigate the disease that's really destructive magic actually at a living organism but it's still not the intention there is not really to inflict harm on that person you know if i'm enchanting for someone to get work and someone else that bumps someone else from getting their the job that this person gets then is that a curse right but it could be, right? Right? Some people could say, Well, yeah, that sounds like a curse. Right? And what we'll get down to is either you can put either you have a mindset that you believe that the divinities above are gonna come slap you for everything little thing and you can't do any magic. Or you're gonna embrace the fact that the world is chaotic. Mm-hmm. It is very chaotic. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean in the it just doesn't care if what energy you're going to put into someone else and what happens. And usually the consequences are just domino effects that you bring upon yourself. you like, right, like, for instance, the dark magician paradigm. Like, uh, I mean, you go out and do bad magic, you're bad to the bone. Well, those people also tend to be assholes, right? So... <laughs> what happens is they they get the social social ramifications of Mm -hmm. that kind of aggressive energy that they're flooding their system with all the time and they're aggressive and eventually they either piss someone else off or people just avoid them because they're like, eh. Although nowadays it seems like people really dig the kind of narcissist uh, self-aggression. I don't know why, but it's very popular it seems like.
0: I've noticed that too. Yeah, it's more interesting to people, I guess. You know, people like villains now. You know, like all. The I don't TV think they shows. see them as
1: villains. I think they just see them as people no. who are absolutely, where in a chaotic world, those people are just absolutely clear-headed and or, or clear-focused on on goals. So they're like rocks, right? Along yeah. water.
0: they get shit done. They do things. You know, they produce. And that's that's attractive, and they have so absolute self confidence,
1: and yeah, they don't have any doubts, and and that's basically weak. very attractive. That's yeah, I mean, we, we have, that's the impression I would we say. That four years before.
0: I don't mean to cut I keep cutting you off, ma'am. For people like listening, like, right. let him let your guest get a word in, Bodie. Don't uh, be a dick, <laughs> but uh. I was going to say we have uh, we've had like four years of Donald Trump. Uh, here I go. i Am not trying to be political? But um, he's a good example. It's not just Trump.
1: Of... It, it, it no, isn't just him. It's like, and I want to say that, like, in general, that mode of dealing with the public of outrage is is universal. It's a universal way to get money fast.
0: Right. I, mean, I was just using you can study the cognitive example. science.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, but it's universal and. Those people seem like right, they live large, so it's like you could fake it till you make it, and they live large, and it's like this mythical self existence, uh, versus an existence of doubt. Like the right. human condition is filled with doubt, right? It is filled with doubt. It, it even the best magician has doubts. They fight against those doubts, right? They fight against doubts, right? They might temporarily be able to do to overcome that, to do what they need to do. But everyone fights doubt, right? Because that's, again, when we're talking about the media and the curses that are coming in, doubt is the single thing that is most commonly injected into your psyche Uh, from its, maybe if you had an upbringing like mine, unfortunately from your parents, where you won't be able to do that. You won't be able to do that. You won't be able to do that. You won't be able to do that to all your social settings, people, and your friend networks who say, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that, you know, to the media, which has a product to help you do that, which inevitably you don't need and will probably fail because you're going about it the wrong way. Uh, mm-hmm. Cause there's no magic pill for those kind of things that you probably want to do. Um, to wealth same thing get rich quick now you spend three hundred dollars or three thousand dollars you think it's it doesn't work and you ask why because they're selling a state right a state of being and they know the tool they know the tools probably don't work uh in some cases maybe maybe tools do work you know because they can if you can use them but then the doubt creeps in right the same token People are selling the aspirational idea. They're selling the opposite at the same time. You know, like, you take the most seemingly benign New Age philosophy, it's the same. You know, like, you're selling love and surrender and all these great things, except then when it comes time to stand up and defend yourself, you've been taught surrender. Right? Right. When... And and when you have to actually get grit or something like that, you it feels like the gods turn an empty ear to you when you need to make rent. That isn't to say that, that there's a spirit are doing that, but it's how people are connecting. It's it's doubt across the board, right? If you want to conquer doubt uh, or overcome doubt temporarily, you have to practice. Right, But these people seem to naturally overcome doubt. I don't think that's true, by the way, that they do that. They just project that continuously, and people are attracted to that. And, I mean, that's in the, this is sort of the way narcissists work in society um, because they know everyone has doubts, and the people who have the most doubts are the most likely to be like, oh, that guy, I should serve that guy because I'm weak and they're strong. And, you know, by being around them, uh, maybe they can protect me. Hmm. That sounds like a wolf pack, right? Like the wolf pack. We're not too far from right. those animals either, but that sounds like the attitude like, you know, where somebody who's truly strong would maybe not necessarily have to to do that because they're not looking for a stronger wolf to protect them. Right. right. A different level, yeah. of different kind of strength.
0: It just seems to be really difficult because like uh, as I've gotten older, I've noticed that uh, like you're talking about narcissists and I see that word so much now. I never used to see it that much 10 years ago. Like at everybody I mean, I knew what it was, of course, but wouldn't really hear about it. Um, I'm bringing that up because what I'm noticing personally is that society itself is becoming a much stronger program because there's people out there questioning these things they're questioning all kinds of stuff turning to turn into spirituality turning to magic turn into all kinds of other things to try and um, come to grips that come to come to grips with the fact that nature is very unpredictable and chaotic and that there is a social structure planted in the middle of that basically
1: right i i you totally know. agree right yeah and you're not remember i i'm basically arguing I, i've not been arguing for the i mean i do a lot of left-hand path style magic and i'm arguing for a smarter magician or even a smarter mm-hmm. dark magician at that point but realistically remember Almost everything is working against you in society. It's just a fact. Like, mm-hmm. like, I mean, and people don't want to admit that. They don't want to admit, you know, no matter how much privilege you have, unless you're a multi-billionaire, you, you probably have forces working against you. That's not a conspiracy theory. It's just the way it is. Like, people will be envious of you. Other people will be there. You could be the most talented person, and you're going to make enemies. Mm -hmm. right like and that's the thing like people don't want to admit that that human beings are like this you know a person can be a kind-hearted individual very intelligent and loving but people as a group as an aggregate probably are not um and that's Mm -hmm. a tough pill to swallow it's a really tough pill to swallow
0: do you think like naturally it's like that, or or is it? Are you just meaning that the? I think it's naturally that's like the that. It's a program. Oh, okay. So you think it's like in the human nature to be kind of like I that? I think the six, su-
1: absolutely. And okay. I I'll say something unpopular. The reason we run out over the other primates is because we're a more vicious species. We could just study biology and evolution to actually see the reason that we're not all Homo, uh, mag- pro chromagnums. Is essentially human beings, human sapiens, went out and killed all of those people. Like <laughs> so they would in groups, right? Like wolf packs. Uh, socially, what do you call them? We carry that through on our inner group interactions. Like you can deny that fact, which many people do. They deny that fact of human nature, or you can accept yeah. it so you can gain control over it and be more mindful of your own actions and use it when it's appropriate. That is inside of all Homo sapiens. Like evolutionarily, both language, which defines large parts of reality, and the fact that we have this kind of aggression and inner group aggression is key to why we got to this far. But it's also probably the barriers to the problems we face right now is is that in and out of group mentality that is basically evolutionary ingrained. Like I said, that that's probably like, problems we face now are probably not so easy to do that. It's much easier if you're a tribe and there's another tribe, village, a few miles away, to go, say, they're outside of us, and if it's the same food resources and there's not much of it, you'll probably survive. Likewise, mm. like, continuously that's how our whole history is based around conflict and i mean it's a little bit outside of curses but not really if you really accept what biology says about us and not what christianity says about us you realize there is a nature of conflict and aggression inside of every person that's okay just like a wolf has aggression outside of every person um the difference is, people will tend to. Su- modern people will support ideas which carry their aggression much further, right? And it takes the natural aggression, and amplifies it. We have that in there, but we also have altruistic nature. Also have altruistic parts, because human beings are essentially convoluted messes of beautiful chaos. They can do. They can go both ways, like at any point, depending on what's going on. And that's okay. That makes us beautiful in a way. Uh, really, truly beautiful, like, that that happens. But when people tend to deny their aggression, right, they're the first mm-hmm. people to be aggressive in settings so they might not be physically aggressive, right, because, okay, physical aggression is bad. Okay. But, you know, they're, they're the first people to be socially aggressive. Mm-hmm. To define who's in the in and out group real quickly or to get morally aggressive, which I'm sure you've seen, you know.
0: Of course. To basically yeah.
1: have moral judgments, which is an attempt at social aggression. You know, mm-hmm. when you have moral moral a moral um it's almost like a moral curse, like you are against the what do they call? It? Like that's a that's a social aggression. You're trying to get other people to Put them outside of the group because the belief is that outside of the group, the core uh, way humans work is if you're outside of the group and they're outside the group, they're the enemy. And if they're the enemy, it's so much easier. uh, They have a lot harder time surviving. Having been in that role, uh, you know, I know as an outsider, you know, that's painful because people want to be part of the group. So you are it does inflict pain. Um, and it's a way to control behavior by somebody who's socially stronger To some people who are socially weaker. Now, that's it's not necessarily always strength, but we have to acknowledge this act of continual domination is part of our being, and we can choose not to do that. Um, but it doesn't get chosen just by ignoring it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. The, the choice not to do that won't happen because you ignore it and say, Oh, I'm all about love and light and this. That isn't gonna ignore that isn't gonna get you past it. You got to pay attention to it to be mindful that you have those tendencies. And sometimes that's a good that's that's useful. That gets back to the curse idea. Right? This is where we're getting back to the root of why curses even exist. Curses exist because The universe isn't perfect. There is a contention of resources. We are in conflict, and we are in conflict with each other often parts of the time. If you continuously just embrace the conflict, there's no growth. right? If you continuously embrace the fear, there's never going to be any growth. That's not to say that sometimes even the most enlightened person, and if you don't believe me, you can go study Buddhist texts, even the most enlightened monk, sometimes has to step in and do something about something.
0: Right, right. Because
1: conflict right. Is, is is inevitable. It's inevitable right. that you'll have to... That conflict will come to your door. And then, then you can manage this in a more rational way or an emotional way. In emotional ways are usually uh, where there's more self-destruction or more self-issues. Or when magic gets... When you're not able to do the curse out of anger, and then let that anger go, that's where it goes back to you. But the fact that you get angry, and really angry about something, um, somebody aggrieving you, or a group aggrieving you, that isn't something that you can just easily overturn. Millions of years of evolution, but you can become more mindful and controlling, and use those aspects. You know, you could be really angry and instead of lashing out, decide you're going to channel that rage into something, like, useful, right? You, you could, maybe that involves some curse work at people to get them out of your way, immediate way, and maybe then you take the rest of that rage and you just say, I will not fail at this goal I have, right? Maybe immediately you have to get rid of, like I said, some of the curse work. You have to do some curses to get some of the people out of the way. But you can see where I'm saying like that. You kind of can mitigate these negative states and make them useful uh, and put them in their proper place as uh, tools that are inside of your psyche. Um, because the more you ignore them, the they don't just go away.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and I agree with you that. Like, I I call it entropy, you know, confrontation and things like that. Anything that's like pressing against you or challenging you, entropy, you know, um, it does make, it does create growth. But what about like, okay, so this, I hope I don't get off the subject too much, but since you're saying that confrontation and cursing, like for a better term, is a part of our nature, what uh, for evolutionary reasons, what about? What about um, cultures or societies, ancient societies like Atlantis, you know, or Hyboria, or Lemuria, things like that, you know, like the more enlightened civilizations? Is it that they've, they've surpassed well, us evolution? and an evolution?
1: No. I mean, uh, largely, the, those are, until I could talk to an Atlantean, largely mm-hmm. probably possibly fictional their ideations of the perfected state. They may or may not exist, although if you read some of the Atlantean materials that are out there, it didn't sound like they were perfectly white and they blew themselves up, not unlike Mm -hmm. us with nuclear bombs, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, so all these cultures also have this negative shadow side where they eventually blow themselves up. Every single one of them has some sort of blow-themselves-up story. Um, so what does that say, like, about what was going on? Were they suppressing it until it built up and collectively they it got released because they wouldn't acknowledge what was going on? There's a certain myth to these stories that maybe that's what's going on. Like, the more you deny, you're still empowering that stuff. Now, like I said, I'm not saying to go out and be an asshole.
0: <laughs> of course that, not. That's
1: not going to get you anywhere. Right. But I am saying that the more you try to hide the fact um, of that you have a mixed nature and it's getting tougher, things are going to get, I mean, I'm not saying it politically wise, but things are getting more expensive. There's more contention for resources. That part of yourself is part, tied to your survival instincts, right? It's tied to this core baser you you can't acknowledge if you can't even acknowledge the baser you you certainly can't raise it up hmm. you know and even yeah. then sometimes yeah. you need to use the baser you to survive in in other more difficult
0: situations yeah the human being is a, is a pretty complex animal uh, so i have another question for you though so let's talk about Something that's also very controversial, which a lot of people are going to maybe fight against or have disagreements with, but and that's the notion of karma or retribution when it comes to doing this. Because I know a lot of times, um, there are a lot of spiritual and magical circles that prohibit one from carrying out hexes and curses due to karma, and they will say that you know, Mm -hmm. again, we're going back to the law of three, but. Some, there, there are people out there that, especially in the left-hand path, that do not believe in such laws. So it's not, I do not it's believe not the in such laws that, either.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: Yeah. However,
1: I do not believe in the Western interpretations of that laws. When you actually go back to the word karma, it is a yeah. Hindu concept, and right. it's not at all what people think. It makes perfect sense when you think about it. Your actions have good and bad consequences, usually both. They set in motion threads of dominals that as you keep acting, those dominals keep falling. And karma is the result of those dominals falling, right? It's just consequence, action, consequence, action, consequence. Like, And those consequences can define your actions or what actions you have ability to take. That's originally what karma means. And then you extend that out, you know, with the concept of reincarnation to multiple lifestyle lives. It isn't so much that you do bad stuff and the world punishes you. That's not it. Just that there's consequences. And that doesn't mean bad consequences either. Right? So it's just that there is a reaction that occurs when you take action. That's originally what karma means. Now you know, when you, if a person actually believes that they're going to come back, negativity will come back at them for doing this, they will create the reality and Matt, they will curse themselves to make the karma happen. That's what happens. It's a self curse where you basically say, Oh, you did this bad magic work. You should be punished. You should feel guilty. You should do this. And the subconscious mind says with the conditioning that they, if you don't break out of that conditioning, they do exactly that. They punish themselves. They curse themselves. They add entropic energy to their own system, which causes reality to shift in a negative way around them. Hmm. And you know where that comes from most of the time is guilt. Shame. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, So if you're willing to throw an entropic curse at someone, you had better be willing to go and punch them in the face or take a baseball bat to them. It's about the same, right? If that makes your stomach quirm a little, you shouldn't be throwing hurtful magic at someone, right? Because you're not able to deal with the, the fact that you, you don't mean it. You don't really want to do it. And most people, they've really thought about it for a few minutes, before yeah. throwing curses like that they would realize they don't mean it. they're just temporarily yeah. angry you know mm-hmm. they're just they're just mad but they know in their hearts they'll get over it in a couple of days right And that's that's healthy right So like you, you get mad enough to throw curses. are you willing to go over to their house and if there was no laws punch them in the face till they're bloody on the floor? And people would say, well I don't do violence, but you're willing to throw a curse at someone okay? right? Like it's a mental, are you at that stage where you're that angry or you have to do that kind of thing? And if people are at that stage that you're willing to say, yeah, yeah, I totally am. You're probably not going to see the karma because you're not guilty about it. You don't have shame over it. You're not obsessing over it. And you're, you've gotten past the external voices that are telling you that's going to happen. And you're just like, yeah, this needs to be done. So it goes back to the other statement. I am that angry about it and it needs to get done. Um, and then you won't don't quite see that backlash the second mechanism that the backlash really comes is from those loops i was describing earlier if you're always continuously ang- upping the anger values what do you think is going to happen to yourself your energy is going to get more negative you're going to be angry with other right. people which is going to cause the very same kind of curses that you just threw at someone else right That's why I said you have to be able to throw your curse and then walk away from the anger. Literally, you just have to throw all the anger and then basically tell yourself it's done. Because if you keep looping through the anger and how you want to hurt a person, you're going to project that to other people. And they are going to pick up on it. And that's going to start degrading your social networks and kind of degrading your health and degrading all these things in your own body and and, and and that's the second thing With curses is that People are not effective at doing them So they get into these bad Patterns where they Basically again Just like the shame and guilt That's one method of cursing themselves But what does this sound like You're cursing yourself again Because you're looping through the curse work you already did And not releasing it um, mm-hmm. And then you basically keep, keep Going from there And um, both of those things occur. Now, it is also possible as a third possibility that, you know, you know how witches be on Facebook and in certain communities, right? They have defenses if they're worth their salt. So if you're cursing someone with defenses, you could get a, a rebound. But is that karma or in, in a classic sense of consequences is karma. But it's not like God has come down and slapped you for it. Or no. the angels have come slapped you for it It's more like the person Had spiritual defenses or they had their own Spirits and sent it back Right well that, that is technically Karma and the, the Hindu version Of karma and Okay you know Th- So that that's possible too um, But again remember most curses Are like just little energy pricks Right Like for most people mm-hmm. They're just a little bit of negativity. Um, What does that mean? That means that for most people, they have the negative kind of energy and they start focusing on it. And then they just keep going with it. So, again, usually not that much karma um, in the classic sense of the word. But there is a lot of pitfalls um, because the exact opposite is what most people do with curses. Even the ones who are feeling guilty about it, they have the exact opposite response than what they need to do, right? They feel guilty about it, but they feel happy about it at the same time, yeah. like causing the pain, right? So it's just like, I feel guilty, happy, guilty, happy, and then they beat themselves up more because they actually feel happy of it. If you just own it, you don't have the consequences. like, okay, I did it. Hmm. So maybe in retrospect you say maybe that wasn't the wisest idea. I'll do better next time. And then you're done. Then it doesn't loop doesn't loop through and like do that.
0: I'm kinda wondering now though, uh this is on a slightly different different note slightly on this is we've been covering like a whole lot with this. And I apologize, to anybody, because uh, I, I have allergies. So I'm kind of going away from the mic every once in a while, sniffling. <laughs> but um, how does one bind themselves or repel a curse or hex or protect themselves? Well, sure Those two
1: things people bind themselves all the time.
0: Okay. You know, psychology
1: calls that self limiting beliefs. Oh, in fact, okay. that goes to all the doubts. All doubts, all the fear, those are all bindings in a way. Now, for the majority of curses, unless you're not that that 1% of the people who can throw a curse to actually just not manipulate the individual, but manipulate reality of which everyone thinks they're in that 1%, I guarantee they're not. The simple and easiest way is if you have a continuous practice of spiritual practice Curses are very hard to land on you. So, if you're meditating every day, doing Qigong every day, cleaning out your energy, doing a little, I don't want to say banishing in the classic sense, more like centering, just calming your energy down, getting room for the energy, even for 10 minutes a day, uh, most curses are going to be hard to land uh, that most practitioners don't throw. Now, that's not all, but even if they did land a curse, um, and you got some bad luck happening. If you're still doing those kind of spiritual things, the ultimate kind of curse goes gets dissolved away. Right now, you could do a big on-crossing ritual, a spiritual bath, and of course, I offer those services if you're you need them. I can do them. But in the, in actuality, if you're doing this every day, even if someone lands a, a strong hit, you're just gonna you're going to diffuse it and then eventually not too long either. It'll be okay. If you don't just outright diffuse it, uh, right in the first time, like you don't even have to, you could, you could send it back with all full might and glory. Um, which is fun to do. Mind you here, take your curse back. Bam. Ha ha. But I mean, realistically, if you're just doing spiritual work on a daily basis, uh, you're going to have the mental fortitude to first know that uh, awareness to know something's off. And the second, you're going to probably do more, invest more in the Qigong and might not be able to articulate or, or mm-hmm. the, the cleansing or the, if you're doing lesser banishing rituals, a pentagram, or if you're praying to the goddess, right? You just do the elements and pray to the goddess. You're going to, mm-hmm. you're actually doing it. You're going to pray a little bit more because you just know something's off. And that's, that's enough. That really is enough to kind of, start clearing it out pretty quickly. Uh, I mean, it sounds weird to say that, right? To actually, for someone to actually land a, um, an actual curse, first, they have to be very focused. And second, um, in a way, you still have a way to decide how you react. Even if it was an external course or Even external spirit, you can decide how you react to it. Like, so, okay, if you don't even know there's a curse, you've not added that fear element to I've been cursed, right, which is a Mm self-curse. Once you add the I've been cursed, that for most people, that's a self-curse. But even if you know something's off and you're just trying to get yourself to even kill, right, you don't add those kind of self-curse and language to the situation, what's going to happen is, you're going to get back to normal pretty fast. Mm-hmm. And that's the point. It's it's actually like that gets to your point about being deceptive. You have to actually be very clever when you're doing curse work on where to actually strike or what you actually want. Um, you know, but then again, most magicians and witches, they don't practice every day. They're not cleaning themselves every day, right? They're not just doing some meditation or Zazen every day. Right, which clears out their whole energy system. So what happens is stuff spirals out of control.
0: Okay. That makes sense. actually makes a lot of sense. I could definitely agree with that though. So it's like as one of the um, hermetic principles, like the law of rhythm, you know, so we have to keep that rhythm of our energy being cleansed and being clean every day and kind of keep staying on top of that it's basically uh what is it a uh, magical hygiene or a spiritual hygiene if you will so kind uh, of magical weightlifting
1: or uh, yeah. i mean yeah i mean we should be doing cleansing ritual every day because not just because there's mm-hmm. curse work being thrown at you but because life gets in the way and it kind of tanks your mental state which takes your tanks your energy state right like mm-hmm. and then you just kind of clean yourself up and clear out the negative energy and clear out the negative energy that affects your mind and either way that's unpopular opinion right now to actually say like this kind of disciplined not long only maybe 10 15 minutes is enough a day really makes a difference in your quality of life and it'll make a difference in your quality of life whether or not you're getting into witch wars or not i mean like yeah you know or curses or or someone cursed you it just will make a much bigger quality of life. So all the basics still basically help you have a much better quality of life, whether or not there's a curse work being thrown around or not. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, like you know, if someone actually in that one percent curses you, like and something bad happens, you could still decide how you're going to react to it. Bad mm-hmm. shit happens. If you're still doing the magic work to cleanse yourself out and clean your surroundings out, what happens? You're going to diffuse it. Even if it's a it's super powerful curse that got you sick, Yeah, you're going to get better. You're going to get better. It might take a few weeks, but you'll get better. Right? So it's not as opposed to the opposite, where if it was that strong enough to make you sick, you did nothing what you think happens. You'll get sicker. <laughs> like So, right? You know, if, you, if it's a curse for, like, bad luck and it hits you st- square in the nose and you have bad luck for a few days, well, what happens if you do nothing? Your bad luck continues. It keeps getting worse because you've basically accepted the bad luck, right? I'm having bad yeah, luck. It's a self curse again, right? So yeah. even if you're capable of causing a few really, really tremendously bad events, like as a curse, you, the listener, have the choice of what to do from there. You know, in ancient Celtic times, that say curses were gaseous, or right? Because inevitably a curse, if you're doing the daily work to just get back together, that's an obstacle. And that goes to the conflict we're talking about. Through the obstacle, you gain meaning. Through the daily practice, you gain fortitude, meaning. You gain um, more stuff. So even though it started as a curse, right, Even if you're aware that it's a curse and you've been cursed, overcoming that curse builds your confidence, right? So like I said, you could send it back. There's means like spiritual baths. You could call spirits, any number of things like hands-on chaos magic has a whole bunch of things you could do. But ultimately, the best advice they can do is just do daily practice, right? And the longer you've kind of let that shit settle inside of you, the Mm -hmm. harder it's going to be to get out of it, right? So, if it's a curse from many years ago, it's going to take longer, right? If it's Hmm. already part of your identity that this is going on, this negative aspect of yourself, even though it didn't start from you, it's much harder. You have to do the self-healing work to kind of overcome all that. So, if you're just doing the daily work, like, what happens is those curses don't get very far. They can cause bad luck or cause uh, a life disruption, but you'll overcome it. You know, that's even, that's not advanced techniques that I'm talking about either. It's just daily work. You know, like I said, very, very if you important. want more advanced, yeah, you want more advanced techniques, come look at Queen City Curio, pimp my store, and we'll, we'll get yeah, you some man, advanced it. techniques. Throw, throw it out but there, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, right, but I mean, realistically, that's the truth of curses, is that ultimately, even if somebody could get a few bad things to happen, maybe you get into a car accident, you know, that's, that's probably pretty bad, but if you have insurance and you didn't really get that hurt, is that pretty bad? I don't know. It's scary. But if you start thinking like it's really bad, then it, it is really bad. But if you just kind of do your daily work and know something's off and then just kind of continuously uh, smoothing it over and, coming back to yourself i feel like a lot of curses are a lot harder to land like they're a lot harder to do this it's and by the way like i think magical curses in a way you know great you move somebody out of the way and they'll probably recover but by far the social curses that i was describing earlier are much much worse a lot of the time as far as the kind of pain that goes on with people, and they don't talk about it, but we're gonna talk about it, you know, about how some social media person post hate like hurt you. But it does it hurt it does hurt people, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Even contact creators like you know, get a negative review on someone just being like a dumbass and negative reviewing your podcast, and you might decide, well, why the hell am I doing this free podcast? and then we mm-hmm. why can't we have nice things right again right. and if you think mm-hmm. that's not happening more often than not with everything going on in our culture i got news for you there's lots of people who if they had more support they would be doing wondrous things but because of their own doubt and because other people heap on them and criticize and try to make them feel themselves feel better at the expense of others in a social way they don't produce that material
0: right and that's right. kind of
1: kind of sad actually
0: i mean that gets I mean, that really gets sad. into the territory of what i call like societal curses which is more of like a, it's more of a mindset a collective mindset so like uh we have hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people who pay close attention to celebrities so when i'm going through my feed on let's just say facebook I'll see all these, like, celebrity, you know, so-and-so's divorcing, so-and-so's getting back together, so-and-so. And it's like, who fucking cares, <laughs> you know? I mean, personally, it's fine if a person wants to do that, but I look at it as, like, a distraction. Um, I'm, more about, I'm more about self-development, you know? Like, that's the, that's the biggest part of, of magic, of ritual, of, 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 you know, meeting your goals, just creating creating yourself. Creating the kind of character that you want to be in this world, getting shit done, doing something—you know, like the, the bigger thing, the the vision. The yeah, I mean, I think, you know?
1: right. I think that's pretty important. I mean, obviously, I think magic can be like low magic too, where you're, you're just manipulating reality to get what you need or or want. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking to you on this, you know, MacBook. M1 Ultra, you know, max, right? I wanted yeah. it, and I got it.
0: I remember when I'm pretty you got happy.
1: It. I'm pretty happy. Now, granted, it comes with consequences, but I'm willing to pay, you know, mm-hmm. not just money. There's other consequences that came with it, so that's okay, right? Did I enchant for it? Not exactly. I did tell the spirits I wanted it. I mentioned it, and it came to me. And now people don't know that by day, I'm a data scientist and a computer programmer. So this isn't just trivial and this is an expensive machine, but it actually Mm -hmm. has made my life qualitative benefit better, right? So, you know, again, again, that's low magic. It's just stuff, but it sort of brings me some joy. So, I mean, you know, I, I needed it for work and for other stuff and that's how it is. I mean, and that's the thing, right? That's exactly mm-hmm. what you're getting at with the um, aspirational work, the low magic, everything we talked about, and curses, they all have their places. And, mm-hmm. you know, as you get further in magic, maybe I'm convincing, hopefully if I convince one person that, to have an open mind about this sort of stuff, when they need to step to the plate and do something like uh curse somebody uh, they can do it because they don't have the moral the outside voice of the moral imperative like not to do that sort of stuff when you actually need to I mean the fact of the matter is, is that that urge to curse is tied with that you know baser instincts and mm-hmm. that isn't necessarily something to always ignore right it's something to pay attention to that's your subconscious mind telling you something Like, you could be actually righteously angry. Like, you could be righteously upset. Somebody could have crossed your boundaries. Or, you know, if you're a woman, maybe you're righteously getting pissed off because, you know, someone is um, gaslighting you or something like that, right? It's okay to be angry and then decide what to do about it. My advice there is, okay, take a moment to actually decide what to do about it and then try to exclude those outside voices like depending on what situation it is you know and the greater the risk to a person the more i would be or to a person's family the more i'd be willing to do curse work right so like you know if it's somebody's at risk of dying if you don't do a curse work because their abusive acts is threatening them I'm like what are you gonna do if it's a friend we live right, in a messy right. world, right? Like Covering up the messiness of the world doesn't change the fact the world is messy. Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't. And that's, that's, that's why people throw curses, because if you acknowledge the fact the, messy, the world is messy and that you're making a judgment on the world's messiness by not doing that, and ultimately you can complain as much as you want about how unfair the world is. But like most magic, Chris is just another tool to decide that you're not going to take it. You're not going to take the unfairness of the world and you're going to tip the scales with other whatever means you have and be open and honest with yourself in your favor or in your family's favor or or whatever goal you have in mind. Okay.
0: Um all right. I mean, I'm thinking I was gonna say um that I think many times people are just cursing themselves though, often, you know, with their most times people are far.
1: If you actually listen to what we were saying this whole show, most more often not people are cursing themselves.
0: Yeah. Think about the inner dialogue what that says. The inner the inner the the inner thoughts help. I mean, I'm not trying to sound all new Age law of attraction like, but it's real. You know, the inner dialogues. Um, think about that that tape that just keeps playing over and yeah, over. Sorry, people, Dears, you don't know even, what a tape is.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I think people know what <laughs> tapes are, Maybe Let's just say it's the inner Spotify. It goes over and over. Yeah, there me. you go. But but it's true. Like, the inner... Yeah, we're cursing ourselves all the time. Even the right, strongest, right. best magician, right, gets back to the the fear and the doubt. Um. All the time, we're tearing ourselves apart, Um, and it's a constant struggle to not do that.
0: Yeah, it's a fight, constant, and it's a fight going. And going back to what we were saying earlier, by having certain content, you know, pumping frequencies into a person. I'm not saying I'm not trying to tell anybody what to watch or what to do. No, 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 not at all. But I'm just stating the fact that when you have certain frequencies, certain sounds, certain dialogues externally being played, they end up being played internally as well, which helps. Yeah, there's no way around that. Is. Right. So yeah. whatever
1: you take in is going to be what's inside. Um, yeah. But that gets into what I was saying, too, about the daily magical practice, cleaning yes, yourself yes. out, Right. Uh, you know, there's real reasons for this that are outside of just repelling what is considered to be uh, mm-hmm. formal curses like you're you're also resetting and building internal fortitude to in a way almost stand apart from that to, to start rebelling against it in a, in a real way like curse work is taboo because it's about rebellion in a way. Um, and when you start constraining and otherwise alchemizing external curses, like you were saying, the media, constant emotional, uh, tri- trying to trigger an emotional state yeah. that causes a set of limits, the choices that you actually have, um, it is rebellious to stand against that, to actually start cleaning yourself out to start doing the discipline like you know yes. whether or not it's a intergalactic corporation of immense power that's i'm using intergalactic in a humorous way like i yeah you know just say they're so powerful they're some omniscient you know google inserting whatever in your head because you're pulling it in you still have control over what to resist that and that's yeah, where the absolutely. daily work comes in. That absolutely. that comes. That's where the daily work comes in, uh all the time. And and I, I mean, I can't stress that enough. Like, so yeah, which is kind of like, if you're really listening to what some of them are saying, is like, granted, I would argue that the reason there's a chicken and egg problem with the media, where are they doing that because that's what we respond to, or are they doing that because that's a certain vibration. Arguably, you could argue either, right? Arguably, Mm -hmm. our history says that's what we respond to, so they're just giving us what we want, and because Mm we aren't choosing better to look at for better things, money speaks volumes, right? Attention speaks volumes. That's what we want. They give us more, and they're in the business of providing what we want, and so they do, and then you pay attention more. So there's a chicken-and-egg problem with Is it us, or is it the media? Now, you can argue both ways. There is a conspiracy, because they have profits. They want to make profits. Or you could argue that it's a blind chaos toth running around amok in the universe, basically just giving us what we think we want, and it's just counterproductive because we react to this without being mindful about it, and we react stronger and pay more attention. Um. Either and both are probably true at the same time, you know, mm-hmm. probably some of both. But the truth is, is that what we pay attention to is usually what we're willing to spend more money on. So there's a vested financial interest in for advertisers. They if they have you paying more attention, that's where they can actually put their ads. Uh, so if the news media riles you up and gets all these negative emotions, which we're more likely to pay attention to, they're making more money. This is actually kind of a vicious cycle. Right. Um
0: a vicious system actually. It definitely has has its purposes though. Like I was thinking about it the other day and I'm not defending the the system at all, but I was I was thinking about how how it is good because it provides a lot of entropy and challenge to to anyone that wants to shape themselves, anyone that wants to kind of go beyond and grow, like literally like really really grow spiritually to go up above that because because the only other choice that that one may have is it's either take that energy that that's being pumped into you and go beyond it and grow or to just like let it continue to like feed you and then just become whatever it's it is telling you to be whatever it is telling you to do well isn't that the choice of
1: every witch and saucer or every person really Mm-hmm. What defines a, a witch or a sorcerer is probably the single idea one simple idea mm-hmm. is to be more than the sum of what you are presented with
0: ah, to, try to, grow past, to try to go
1: past to try to go past all of your upbringing all the curses of your upbringing all the curses that you get every day of your media to try mm-hmm. to become something outside of the sum of the linkages that occurred to be something more than that it may not be a lot more than that and you might not make a lot of progress but it's just the decision to try that probably is the single deciding factor of what might be a witch or magician or shaman or somebody moving towards enlightenment or somebody who's spiritual, it's just the attempt to be more than they were more than what they should be to make a decision to try to be more than uh, all the energies presented to them and to either alchemize or overcome that and just be more than what the total of what was presented to them is either biologically through DNA, you know upbringing, culture, whatever it is they're tr- you're trying to be something more than the allotted scripted narrative of where you're supposed to be. And you don't have to succeed to be a real magician. You just need to not give up in trying. You just have to make the decision to try and continuously try. And there you go. Whether you're a witch or a spiritual person, I think that is the journey to be more mm-hmm. than the sum of what you've experienced.
0: There you go. Beautiful. I like that so with that I want to um close this topic here for now uh I think we should talk about this in the future because I know um on YouTube as a platform not so much what podcast I mean we're kind of like the wild wild west and at the moment for the most part um I won't go too too deep into that subject though but uh It just seems like a lot of people are frowning upon this topic, you know, like you can't talk about it on Facebook, you know, in some groups, say this bandy or shadow bandy or whatever, you know, nobody wants to talk about hexes and curses and things like that. And I'm not sitting here, obviously, if anyone that stayed through the entirety of the conversation up until now, which I'm sure you have, you've noticed that we have not been telling you to go out and curse everybody. We're just talking about this and having a dialogue.
1: then say the opposite of that, like, "Don't be an asshole." Don't be it. We yeah, saying. actually,
0: exactly, we saying, exactly. Do what you
1: need to do, like, but you know, right?
0: But just don't yeah. be, don't be a, don't be a dick. <laughs> it's not that hard, right? Anyway, um, yeah, man, I, I'm glad the glad that we had this talk today. I'm really glad that you've been uh, back on this podcast. Uh, I also want to throw out there that uh, Vitimus and I are. In the process of make, making a, a book together, it will be an illustrated mm-hmm. book on, on magic, basically, and ritual. And it will be like a manga wow. kind of artwork because I'm, I'm an artist.
1: It will sort of be be the stories of rituals that actually occurred.
0: Right, so the stories of rituals that have actually occurred. So everything in the book will be has had been performed at some point. <laughs> Uh, no. Yeah, although the subjective
1: parts of that are maybe art enhanced <laughs> because they're subjective parts, right? We can't yes. really confirm on video like what happens in the astral plane or in dreams. Yeah, or in yeah, 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 States yeah. of ritual, however. <laughs> Just however, FYI
0: for that one, though. Although, like, I mean, I can, uh, I can go pretty deep into the, the artwork. On that when a time comes but just uh throw that out there wanted to wanted to talk about that for a little bit because we want you to keep a lookout right. on it an eye out for it and um further so, details will be mentioned and later if you, you know, happen so. to be a netflix
1: producer and want to give us some money we can write the scripts right now and get that for oh, you
0: absolutely to,
1: to get that yeah. on and to get that on get that in the show we'll be happy oh, yeah. to do that we'll uh, give us <laughs> enough money to quit our day jobs we'll get this done fast so, if you're a oh, Netflix yeah. producer or, or a Hulu producer or Amazon producer or uh, Apple Plus producer, just reach out to us. We'll be happy <laughs> to, to do a formal pitch to the idea to you right now. We'll be on a plane tomorrow uh, to, to make Tomorrow.
0: That pitch. We're serious Sorry. about this.
1: <laughs> I'm serious. We, we have
0: lots serious. of
1: good rituals and materials. We have lots to work with. Uh, uh, trust us you're not going to want to miss it. See, that was my pitch. I'm putting it out there to the universe right there.
0: I love it. I love it. <laughs> so anyway, um, thanks for listening, everyone. So like, if you'd like to, to check out more on Andre Vitimus, you can check out his books. He has some books on Amazon. Uh, you want to go ahead and pitch those, my friend? Uh, my main
1: book is Hands-On Chaos Magic.
0: I have a store in Good Toronto.
1: Book. So if if you are in Toronto area, it's called Queen City Curio. And apothecary so come visit us we have an acupuncture clinic too uh so and we have we do workshops every two weeks on very spiritual topics. so less less discussion we're actually getting down to the meat of how to do things um every two weeks um which if you reach out to me uh, i could give you more details on that
0: uh, i like it i like it a lot and as always, if anybody wants to reach out to me, you can find me uh, either on Facebook. I go under, under the name Bodhi, Mine, B-O-D-H-I Mine, Mind, B O D H uh, I, Mind, M I N D. If you want to email me, send me some hate mail or love letters, uh, it is Roderick Z at protonmail.com. So with that, happy summoning. Be safe, everybody. Be, don't be a dick. Be nice. Treat each other with respect. Honor yourself. And uh, we'll see you in another episode. Peace.